We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Coming at you live from Indianapolis at the NFL Scouting Combine. B. Mitch is singing T-Pain. That's a sign of a good Tuesday. Hello, Brian. I'm going to buy you a drink. Ooh. So, is something going on with your guys' Gmail products? What do you mean? I don't know. I can't get my email to load, and it's giving me, it's driving me crazy. Not um, causing me any problem. Okay. Well, it also could be like the internet here. Who knows? Now, I, I want to have a, a Sam Howell conversation. Obviously, so much uh, this morning about Don Van Nata's story from ESPN as it relates to Dan Snyder taking a secret $55 million loan that violates his agreement with his then business partners and perhaps violates a heck of a lot more than that. Um, Expect much more to come out about that. The Department of Justice, Eastern District of Virginia, is investigating, which is uh, troubling, to say the least, if you're Snyder. Yeah. But where I'm curious is, how it relates to the football team, and I think it does. So I asked Ron Rivera if that is going, if the ownership situation is going to interfere with their plans at in free agency. Mm-hmm. Ron said, no, of course not. You're crazy. What else is he going to say? Yeah. yeah, we don't have any money. Have you ever noticed when people don't have any money, rarely do they like telling you that? <laughs> True. So, unless you really have no money and then you, like, are asking for money. But sliding scale. Football teams don't like talking about it. True. So, B, a number of national reporters were at Ron's podium session. And I'm not going to name names, but people you know and have heard of and we've had on the show, frankly. And Ron got asked a few times a few different ways, hey, what's up with Sam Howell? Is that really your plan? Because if you're a national reporter and quarterback's the most important position in the league across the uh, across the league, mm-hmm. it, it clearly I think these people are having a tough time. Hey, this dude has 11 career NFL completions. You're really just going to roll with him? Yeah. But but if you listen to the answer he gave, he said he's our starter. But then he said, we, "If somebody getting, getting a better quarterback, and then get and then Taylor Heineke, so he didn't that that answer didn't tell me he's basically your starter. He's basically your starter right now because that's the only damn person you have on your roster. And you know right. what? I'm gonna give him a chance, and I hope he can do it. But we may have to get somebody better, which is not a problem because. But I, I don't think he needs to force that. I think. I, listen, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think the national people believe it at all." National people are saying, you just went and got Eric Bieniemy. You fighting for your life, and y'all going with this dude who has 11 completions? You crazy as hell. So who is crazy, Brian? The national people that don't buy it, or I'll say at least myself that— I don't think we buy it 100%, Jay. 
Me and you have well, had, we've had several conversations, and we both say, is he quarterback one, or is he the only one quarterback on the roster? And I think we have a little doubt. We don't know if we, we, if we believe it 100% just yet. Because we've seen Ron. Ron is always going after the veteran quarterback unless he got Superman when he had Cam Newton early, early on. Right. I don't right. think we're going to sit up here and mistake Sam right now for Superman. Outside of Carr, who will cost you some real money, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's – I think it's kind of a convenient time to be bullish publicly on Howell because there's not really somebody out there that you can get both trade-wise and money-wise that is demonstrably better. It's going to be hard for them to find someone because you, just like I know, and just like everybody listening to our voice, great quarterbacks are not free right now. they all locked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and the ones that we thought were, were great that are free now, it's something that happened that makes people kind of doubt them a little bit. Like, Carson was great at one point, but he's been free over the last two years. Three years right. it was. And now he's free again, which I think the next person would say, well, that's damaged goods now. I better not go with him again. So right now, if we're going to try and go get somebody and we don't have the wherewithal to probably spend the money we want to spend, we got to go get a bargain. And not many of the bargains are that much better. You may as well try the young guy, and he may be, he may, you know, come out here and just go off for you. And that may be great. I, I'm with you, B. I think if you look at – let's look at the actual free agents available. Derek Carr, who apparently wants $35 million a year. I just – perhaps we'll all be proven wrong. And if Ron was kind of hinting – Derek Carr to me seems like exactly the type of quarterback they would be interested in. But I just don't know that they're going to have that money two weeks from now to, to come up with it. Yeah. So you go down the list of, of guys that are free agents. Carson Wentz, not bringing him back, not, not re-racking that thing. Tom Brady, I don't think he's coming here, and I do think has retired. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the list of people that I think are possible. Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater. I think they'd love to get Jimmy G, but I think a lot of that will turn on his market and his health and cost, don't you? Yeah, it's going to go all down to that because Jimmy G has this cachet with him that, like, how great he can be because he used to be with Tom, then he went there. Every time he gets his chance, he seems to be playing okay, but then he gets hurt. Right. So I, I think Ron will have to be careful with Jimmy G because you give him a certain amount of money and he does what he normally does, he's not going to finish the whole season, and then that don't look good on you because it would be three years in a row you chose somebody that didn't finish the whole season. So Jimmy, I, he scares you with that, that injury factor. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I don't think – I understand the skepticism of why some believe Howell can't be the guy, but I would just express the same skepticism 
about any of these other guys you can get. Yeah. And we don't know, dude. Nobody knows what Howell is. Nobody. See, but that, and that's the, that's the luxury you have right now. Like, Leon just hit me with my man. Sam, the guy, he's going to be great. He possibly can be. And I think right now, the amount of money he makes, guess what? It would be great if he's great because it gives you – you could do a lot of stuff with him. But I think they have to be more careful. Like, like if you got some guys out there that don't get hurt a lot and you bring them in and they could be there just in case to, to help him out some and, if, you know, keep, they can fill in until he gets his stuff together. But – Jimmy G is a, is like we know he gets hurt, like every year. Bringing him in is that's that's a problem, because if he gets hurt, then it's like, well, damn it, you didn't see that already. His 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 uh his history tells you he gets hurt every year, but he could go somewhere and not get hurt. But you don't have an offensive line here right now, so you really don't want to bring Jimmy G here because he's gonna get hit more. I laughed at this. I, I tweeted out about an hour ago that a lot of national reporters seem skeptical that Howell will be the starter. I'm not. It seems like the commanders truly believe in their young passer. I agree with that. Um, my guy RCL replied to me on Twitter. He said, I believe in my O2 Corolla because I can't afford a 2023. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny and, and yeah. relatively relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, like, like, this is the thing, man. You, you know, like it's all a little saying, and people are, like people always say when you tell me about what somebody could do. I say, man, I'm from Missouri. Show me. I'm at that point now where I'm I'm tired of people telling me what somebody is. It's about the listen, bro. My time in the league, and a lot of people before me, and were there with me. We believed in showing you what we're capable of. We can't talk about it all day. Let's just get on the field and get it done. So Sam Howe has a great opportunity to go out there and, and win over a new offensive coordinator. A head coach that didn't believe him that much last year because they didn't play him to the last game. You know, I had to go through hell and high water to get him to play then. So he has to show me, and I believe you, because I I've seen guys come out of college, Heisman Trophy winner, first round draft pick, and they didn't show me. So I'm just gonna automatically assume this guy is it because they say if he had come out his junior year, he would have been a first rounder. I yeah. like him. But I want to see it. And I, I much rather take uh, something that's not already set in their ways and got their mindset and try to mold it into something. So I'm with I'm, – I'm like this. If Eric is the guy that I think he is, can mold people, I would rather try out a Sam Howell than some quarterback that's been on seven different teams or been on one team and now he feels I know it this way and he's going to want to tell me what the other coach said. I don't want to hear that. Because I know everything I tell Sam Howell he's going to do. He is going to absolutely give you everything. There you go. And he's going to push. I think, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll turn to Landfill, the chief BS officer. Landfill, a lot of people seem very skeptical that Howell's actually the dude. I think he is. Where do you land? I kind of think that he is just because I don't think they really have very many other options. Right. Uh, whether he, whether it's deserved or not, I think he is. If that makes sense. I mean, on some level, when you turn it over to a young quarterback, you're taking a leap of faith, period. Even if it's the Lamar Jackson is yeah. starting. You know, like, I mean, you're at some point. At some point, all of life requires uh, a dice roll. 
You yeah, know? just like, like, like you say, when you go fill out an application, they say, well, you need a certain amount of experience. Well, damn it, if you don't hire me, I don't get no experience. You know what I'm saying? So eventually you got to get a guy a chance to go out there and prove it to you. He had his first chance. I think he passed that with flying colors. Now he's getting another chance. So guess what? He's going to be the guy, not in March, when they start their OTAs or whatever. Right now, he, yeah, listen, I'm sure there's kind of ways you could drop papers and say stuff where Sam is working on what the hell he needs to learn right now. Or if I was involved, he'll be. Yeah, I mean, you got to want Sam. Well, it was funny. I told you this when Biennemi and Sam met that we were kind of standing there and they're like, yeah, we're not allowed to talk ball. And everybody was just kind of looking around like, I'm sure these guys aren't talking about football. Uh, it, do we have Jeff Walker today? Yeah. Jeffrey, what do you make? Today. Well, he looks weird every day. but Yeah, I can't say that's a stunner. What do you make, Jeff, of? And Jeff just ordered his tickets for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's hear it, Jeff. Kind of. <laughs> it's like, nah, um, I think Sam will be the guy, and I'm actually I'm actually excited to see it. Um we know we only seen flat we only seen that one game, we only seen the preseason game, but for the first time in a long time, we have some decent weapons around a young quarterback with an offensive coordinator that's willing to build around him that we know of right now. You feel me? So I believe I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the season and only time will tell, you know, um, if, if he's a bust or not, but I like the route that is going. Um, it seemed like the team likes him. Uh, so Why do you he, use that word bust? Well, when I say bust, I don't mean like a, but that sounds, that, that is the wrong word. Very negative. Use. Yeah. Very negative. Whether well, he's the guy or not. Yeah, he's the go. guy or yeah, not. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't want him if it's week eight, week nine, and he's starting to have like a little midseason. So I don't want him benched. I want them to give, give him hey, a young chance. Young guys, got to they got to be able to fall on their face a little bit. Yeah, and, and yeah. I want him to be able to go through the whole season because everyone, everyone, even the great quarterbacks didn't have completely flawless seasons their, their ask, entire career. Ask about Peyton Manning. How many interceptions he threw? That, that, dude, that's one of the biggest reasons. And I'm a Heineke fan. I like Heineke the person. I like Heineke as a backup quarterback option. He and Sam clearly have a relationship. But I, if, if they struggle and they're 3-5 and five and Howell's thrown eight picks and only five touchdowns, but he's shown enough that you really want to let him keep going and be the guy, that's my concern about having Heineke here is his cult hero status, and you're just going to have people, you know, Chanting for Heineke in the background. Yeah. And I just that, I don't that, think that, it's that would helpful. be a detriment. I listen, man. I'm at the point now where listen, coaches have to begin, they gotta learn how to read the room and the area instead of just looking at damn playbooks. Cause that right there is gonna always be an issue. And you it, it, when you get to a point you're trying to bring along a young guy, you can't have that. You gotta move him on. Let him go somewhere else and do whatever you gotta do. Absolutely. And, and and I don't know that that would be the case, but I... Oh, it's going to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know it's going to be the case. We've seen it already. Agreed. The, the fans don't give a damn about young, whatever. They care about who I like. And if I like this guy and I've seen him doing the other guy not getting it done, I'm going to start chanting for him. <laughs> That's just how it goes. 
But I think coaches have to be able to read that and understand. Because, listen, if you have already said for two years you got to go get another quarterback because this guy is not the guy that's going to take you where you want to go, why do you keep him on your football team then? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Eventually you got to make the tough decisions. And that's the problem with so many people in those positions. They say one thing, but they do another. And then they get mad at you because you don't believe in what they tell you. Well, you're not doing what the hell you tell me you're supposed to be doing. Landfill writes great questions on the show sheet. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Do you think player cuts and the Snyder news are a coincidence? Throughout this process, there have been very few coincidences. Nothing more so telling than on November 2nd that news emerges that the Department of Justice is investigating the commanders for financial impropriety. And on November 2nd, the commanders announced they've contracted Bank of America about a possible sale. You will never convince me that that is a coincidence, Mm -hmm. ever. Yep. Wentz was an obvious one. You had to do it. Hell yeah. Did you have to cut Bobby McCain? Are you going to get somebody back at that Salary? They cut Bobby McCain because I think they have young players on the roster that they feel are as good as he is, and I think three or three or four of those guys make less money than he makes combined. I tend to agree with you, but what else is coming? Don't go anywhere. We're going to find out together. It's B. Mitch and Finley. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Beamage and Finley, 106.7, the fan. Make sure you're riding along Finger on social licking. media. You can follow Brian at Beamage Live NBCS. You can follow me at JP Finley NBCS. So... Obviously, the headline today is the Don Van Nata story on Dan Snyder that alleges a secret loan of $55 million. $55 million. Mama million. That could be jail time type fraud. That's the biggest story. But where you're also at the NFL scouting combine. So there is also football happening, whether you like it or not. And, and I understand that a lot of Commanders fans would probably rather just focus on the ownership stuff, but at a certain point, you got to pay attention to the football stuff too. They've cut Carson Wentz, they've tagged Deron Payne, 
They have some major questions coming up about their own free agents, including Taylor Heineke. What the hell are they going to do with the offensive line? What are you going to do at center? What are you going to do at at least the right guard spot? Maybe roll it again with Andrew Norwell. Um, And how does the ownership situation hover over everything? Hmm. Now, about an hour ago, maybe it was some hour, hour, 15 minutes ago, I got to talk to Ron Rivera. It was, I want to credit the folks that were there. It was me, Ben Standig, Nikki Jabala, and Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. Chris Kerwin, intrepid photographer, was shooting everything. Um, I think David Harrison was there also, who was the Locked On Commanders podcast. And if I forgot anybody, I apologize. But I think hearing Ron talk about his plans for this week and free agency and the players they have is interesting. And then we're going to do what he didn't say on the back end of this, B. Landfill, roll the tape. I'm going to stick to football. Yeah, that's what we're here for. So let's talk football then. With all of the ownership questions, and Jason kind of talked to those at the Eric B. Enemy Presser, how does that impact your attack for free agents? It doesn't, and that's one of the really neat things about it. You know, it's again, and I've said this over, you know, probably within the last month, is I've gotten a lot of support on the things that I've wanted to do from ownership. What, what we do for the most part is we put our plan together. Uh, I've met with them. I've let them know exactly what we're doing, and they've been very supportive. So they go out and do the things you need to do. So that's all we're going to do. You and Martin talked about the budget at the end-of-season meeting. Yep. Philosophically, how do you intend to approach free agency this year? Big spenders, trying to find bargains? Well, it's going to be a little bit of both. You know, we, we obviously got to take care of our own first, and, and we want to try and get those guys taken care of first. And then we'll move into, into free agency with probably uh, – fair deals and uh, then hopefully we'll set ourselves up so where we get to the draft and we can do what we want to do as opposed to what we have to do what are the biggest areas you think need to be addressed well we're, we're, we're going through it you know we know where we want to look we really do and, and, and we feel comfortable that you know we're going to we're going to address some of those needs through free agency and then we'll get into the draft and we'll use assets there to, to, to fill out the rest of it uh, you guys also released uh, Bobby McCain. Mm-hmm. Why did you release him? Why? Well, I feel very comfortable with what we saw from the young guys. You know, um, you, you see what Defoe and Cam have done, and, and, and Percy got some opportunities this year, and you feel very strongly about your young guys. And you know, going through what we've had to go through in terms of trying to grow and develop, um, you know, getting the young guys out there shows us where, where we can go and where we can be. The tight ends this year is, is that a group where you're thinking there could be some change, or do you kind of like where oh, no. they're they're headed right now? I like where that group's headed. I really do. You know, Logan's coming off of that knee, and everybody's got to understand. You know, not everybody's Adrian Peterson. Not everybody's going to come back in eight months, and so you know, he started to play the way that we know he's capable of as, as we got later into the year, and so that's the guy we're expecting to see when we get we get to OTAs, mini camp, and training camp this year. So. We think it'd be a very viable group. We really do. After spending some time with Eric, do you still anticipate you guys being a run-first offense? I anticipate Eric running the, the offense the way he, he feels best for us. Um, and, again, it's not necessarily run-first. I think what Martin said people took out of context that we didn't get a chance to explain it because everybody was so excited. You guys tweeted it out and got it out there that we want to be two-to-one run. What you want to do is you want to get yourself in a position where you're balanced. You get into the fourth quarter you got a lead, and then you grind it out. That's really what that can, comes from. So just so we understand, you know, you're going to play balanced football to score points. you got that lead in that fourth quarter. You can become 2-1 to one as far as run, run the pass is concerned. So that's what we're going to do as far as that's concerned. What Eric's going to do is come in, and he's going to install the offense and, and look at what we have as far as talent, and then each week he'll devise the offensive game plan to, to, to fit attacking our opponent. 
beyond Bobby McCain, do you anticipate releasing other vets, or is that still to be determined? Well, we're still working through a lot of things. You know, one of the things that we got to do too is, and I know Eric showed a good feel for our, our personnel, but he hasn't had an opportunity to really dive through all those guys either. So, again, we still have some decisions to make going forward, but we feel very comfortable where we are right now. What's the process like, the timeline, if you're going to go to some of your veteran players about a restructure? Well, the biggest thing you want to do right now is, you know, whatever you're going to do, you want to do it whenever you can as far as giving guys opportunities to get out there uh, in free agency. And with free agency coming, that's why we, we were prompted with some of the moves that we made was we wanted to give guys the opportunity to get out there. Uh, secondly, as far as those teams are concerned, is as we go through and get into free agency, start looking at what you have, you know, now you may, you may want to reach out to some of these guys and talk about some of that stuff. What's the approach specifically with the interior of the offensive line? I know that's been kind of a, a, a trouble spot for you. Well, I think it's about staying healthy more so than anything else, and that's why it's been a trouble spot for us. Um, you know, in my three years here, we, we haven't had a season where, you know, we've played uh, the majority of our starters the majority of the games. Um, everything from, you know, at one point getting to six centers, um, you know, a year ago, that, that was that, that was rough. Um, so, again, it's about staying healthy. And But, yeah, we got to look at some things and, and, and look to, to do some things to, to, to get younger. Um, play some more of those younger guys, and we'll see what happens. A guy like Cosme, who has been on the edge and then bumped inside a little, any clarity there what his future That's looks like? That's probably the biggest thing that we have to sit down and, you know, I've talked with him a couple of times already, and, uh, and you know, and, and he's been very positive about either position. You know, now Eric's going to come in, going to sit down with our coaches. They'll evaluate, they'll look at it, and we'll figure out where we're going to start from there. But he is a young guy that we really like, and knowing the fact that he could play either of those two positions gives us an opportunity going forward uh, with some of our decision-making maker through free agency and the draft. If Sam does win the job, would, would you prefer to have an, an older center with him? Do, would, it, would it bother you if there was a younger center? Is no. That Honestly, no, it wouldn't. Just listen to Sam. Sam's a very smart football guy, and that's one thing I think everybody got to understand, too. That was one of the reasons, you know, that I feel comfortable giving him this opportunity. He is a very bright guy. I know Eric's going to do some things differently. I don't think Sam's going to have a problem picking those things up. I really don't, um, or, 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 or for that matter, any veteran quarterback. I, I think you have uh, a system that's going to be based on um, more so than anything else. It's just, you know, learning the terminology. Everybody runs the same concepts. It's just a matter of, of relating what somebody calls a spin dig to a high low. So that's probably the biggest thing out there. What was sort of the, the thinking and changing of the coaching staff with the, with the wide receivers since that was probably one of your stronger positions there just in terms of depth? But. Well, he got the opportunity to go to Arizona mm -hmm. and, and be a, 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 a passing game coordinator. So as far as those things are concerned, it's a move up for him. Um, linebacker is a position that based on usage at a minimum, you guys kind of de-emphasize last year also maybe with investment. Is that still, you think, the same philosophy going forward? Well, I wouldn't say we minimize it. it just because we play two guys on the field doesn't mean we, we think any less of it. It's just that you get into situations now and you got 11 personnel out on the field or 10 personnel. Field, do you want to have a third linebacker? No, not really. So we've decided, you know, that when we start playing 11 personnel, we're going to end up doing that. Um, 12 personnel, depending on who you're playing against, uh, 12 personnel, that second tight end could be a guy that's just as capable as any wide receiver in the league. So you've got to be able to say, hey, we want to play a, a big nickel package and rotate a bigger guy down in there as opposed to, you know, having a linebacker that goes out there and now he's got to try and cover that guy. Um, I think that's one of the things that, you know, we, we sit down and really look at. And then if a team comes out with three bigs, three big tight ends or a jumbo package, you know, we can go to an extra defensive lineman if we wanted. And a couple instances we did go to three linebackers. But again, with the way things are trending in this league, you've got to be adaptable to, to, to your opponent, more so than anything else. 
playing the two linebackers and, and three safeties gives us that flexibility. How does Cole Holton factor in into the plans here? <laughs> Cole's a guy that's a free agent that we've got to get taken care of. So, again, we'll go from there. With the backup quarterback, you've talked about maybe it's Heineke, maybe it's another veteran. Yep. Is that something you let the market settle, or, or do you have to address that tampering well, period March 15th? We have to look at that from the beginning. Again, a lot of it's going to come down to what Eric thinks, you know, an opportunity to, to visit with him and go through those things. Um, you know, he is very knowledgeable of our guys, of our quarterback position as far as that's concerned. And, and then, again, um, you know, just hearing what he's looking for, what he likes, uh, what he thinks. That, that's an important thing. All right, Mr. Mitchell. What did you hear there from uh, from Ron Rivera? I heard a lot of dancing. Because in one, in one statement he said, Eric had him diving, having diving to our guys to know a lot about him. And then at the end he just told you he knows he's very uh, up on all our guys. I think he was trying his best to answer questions and talk to you without giving you answers. He's good at it. Huh? He's good at it. Yeah, so, I mean, they haven't decided on who the quarterback is going to be, and I understand that, and I like that. But they want to keep saying that Sam is the guy. Because right now you give him a lot of confidence. He goes in. He may be the future. He may be somebody later on. They're looking for somebody to come in and hit the ground running right now, though. I picked that up. Yeah, and I think the couple things that that answer the couple things that stand out to me are he wants to get this backup quarterback thing taken care of, but I just uh, unless you're going after Derek Carr, I mean, is there a real sweepstakes for Mitch Trubisky? May not be, but you know what? One of those guys in a different uh, system with a different uh, type of play calling, it may be something. So they're just – like, right now they got more experience than the guy that you go, you're trying to uh, go with. Certainly. I, I don't know if you saw this, but um, one of the offshore betting sites sent out odds for where Carson Wentz lands next. Do you know what the top spot for Carson is? Where is that? This is just per offshore betting, right? Like who knows if it's real. The Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I say this. I don't know if he's ready because I watch Kelsey talk a lot of trash in the huddle to the quarterback, to everybody else. I don't know if Carson's ready for that type of stuff. Right. Carson seemed to be uh, a guy on a different planet and, and just don't seem to be like, like football is a very emotional sport where people don't just listen to what you say. You know, we're all professionals, so you're going to be questioned and challenged at times. And he doesn't seem to be a person who likes that. And I don't know if, he, if he's ready for it. And they, they do a lot of different stuff. Like, people don't understand. If you watch, watch Patrick Mahomes before he throws the ball or whatever, all the stuff he does to get to a play, everybody can't do that. Sure. I just – Ron can say that – the ownership situation isn't going to impact free agency. I just don't buy it, honestly. That, he wants you to believe that because he's not thinking about it. He's trying he to move past want, it. He, on, he, he, I, not, point, he, he don't want to answer questions about it. But right. there's no way possible it doesn't affect it. I, I just think he he knows and we know and the whole world knows, but he just can't admit it. <laughs> right. And I yeah. don't even I don't even blame him. But then what's again, he supposed to say? what good would it do for him to say yes? 
He right. can't. True. He, he can't answer that question truthfully. That's true. That's very true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're up against it. We're going to come right back. We got to make some bets. I think the Wizards are in action tonight. Do not go anywhere. Landfill. Shut them, shut them well, down. You know how, like, uh, identical twins can uh, apparently, like, read people's read each other's minds? You know that? I don't know if that's true, but I've heard it. People say that. I think I think Landfill and I, our, our, our brains are starting to sync up. Oh, I because don't, I'm not going to knock Landfill like that. You don't think so? Well, here's all I know, Brian. <laughs> Landfill just played the Chase Young rejoiner to the show. Uh-huh. And I wanted to point out some Chase Young news before we got into her to here first. So uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Okay. Nikki Jabala, I think this is from last night. Nikki J from the Washington Post reported, Commander's DN Chase Young saw Dr. James Andrews in recent weeks for a checkup and got very positive feedback about his recovery from knee surgery. Per a source, a good and necessary step as the commanders decide on his fifth-year contract option. Mm. I am still very much in the camp that you got to pick up that option. I believe I'm with that too, Jay. I know people like to sit there and uh, talk about what was. Nah, I think you need to pick it up. Or you end up in a situation just like Deron. I mean, like Deron Payne. Dude, not even like Deron. If you don't pick up that option, you end up in a situation – I mean, very. Rare. What's the best case? What the Giants have going this year with Daniel Jones? Mm. That he's going to cost them way more money, and he's probably a little pissed off. That's yeah. best case. Worst case, usually when you don't pick up an option, is you're cutting the guy, or you're moving on. <laughs> That's what happened here not that long ago. Remember Josh Doxson? Yep. That's exactly what happened. So. Yeah, but Josh Doxson never lived up there. I, I'm fully aware of that. I'm just saying not picking up an option is a very, very bad idea. Here's a good idea. Wagering on sports games. We do it every day. We call it Heard It Here First. Jeffrey. Okay, fellas, y'all know how we starting it. Worst two first. And we're going to click up on this one because – and worse is the jailhouse studios with uh, you, JP, and you, B. Mitch. Um, y'all 0-1 on y'all bets last night. Who I bet that's last not, night? That's man. not true. Yes, it is, JP. I well, thought Florida State covered. No, they they did not. They lost by 11. Um, B. That is not a cover. You well, you, you well, took the Celtics over the Knicks. They also got their behind spanked, too. Um, did I, I take the Celtics? Yes, yes, you did. Or did I take the Knicks? No, you, you took the Celtics, and then you hey, bet $1,000 that you would not parlay. Um, Jeff, hang on one second. Um, B, you want me to say hi to Todd Bowles for you? He just walked by. Yeah, Todd, I said, what's up? Well, now it'd be kind of weird if I just yelled it across the room, wouldn't it? Say, Todd, B, miss, say, what's up? All right, I'll track awesome. him down for you after we get off the air. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, I interrupted you. So, you did. did you actually hit a bet? Uh, let me finish working my way up. In second place, we got my fishbowl brother. Mr. Mullins, he hit on his bet last night, 1-0. And, of course, in first place. Not of course. Of course, in first place, Mr. Jeff Walker for president with the HBCU parlay. So, we're going to go from worse. So, Brian, make your pick. I still don't. I don't understand Jeff make up, make up stuff sometimes. 
anyway, making stuff up, man. Yeah, I, I know I did something different yesterday, but it's okay. You want to hear the audio again? No, I don't hear nothing. <laughs> uh, I don't know who I'm betting tonight, to be honest with you. Uh, right. I'm taking the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The, dude, I don't think you should be allowed to be betting baseball already. It's February, man. It's on FanDuel. Get over it. All right, I'm, I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies. What's the money line? Minus 375. Give Can't me a Memphis Grizzlies fave by eight and a half. LeBron not playing. And let me take the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers. Give, the me, Clippers. The, give me the Giants over the Padres. And oh I'm taking God. the Angels over the Athletics. The Clippers are minus six and a half. Jeff, I've been thinking about this. You are very bad at betting, but I think you're good when you do HBCUs. Maybe you should try to do more HBCUs, man. And when I do baseball, y'all know when the regular season hit, I put a lot of bets on my Yankees, no, and they don't. win. You yes. lost all what? the time, dude. Oh, gosh. Man, come on, man. You're a front runner. Stop. All right, we'll see you tomorrow at 0-2. I won't care. Landfill, what do you got? Duke, NC State. Duke, I think I'm gonna take NC yeah. State. Is man, I wouldn't pick no garbage like NC State. Yeah, I'm about to get I'm a doing text. it. I'm about for to get a text for my from man Leon. <laughs> me and Leon, uh, Duke we're rolling is minus with the six and a half. Pack. All right, Duke, give me Duke the six and a half. Six and a half. All right, they're gonna win by eight. Give me the six and a half. I'm hot on college hoops, at least in my mind. I thought. Florida State covered last night, and they clearly didn't. So what do I know? <laughs> you didn't even watch the damn game. You, you, I, I definitely did not. Would, I got to would, a hotel room, eat, and I went to sleep. You chicken soup, crackers, and, and ginger ale. All right, B. Mitch, <laughs> I, I just ate for the first time. I figure if I wait until the end of the show, we'll see how it goes. I had a little bit of chicken salad and some toast. See, do you want to report see, on how it all goes? Didn't have done the chicken salad. Well, I also had a banana. Listen, Jeff Walker's been my Sherpa throughout this stomach situation, so I'm going to keep listening to Jeff. Thank you to everyone that Banana's listened to the program. not a good thing when you got bad stomach aches, <laughs> just so he knows. Thank you to everyone that listened to the program today. Thank you to our guests, Pete Haley and Barstool Nate. Uh, didn't hit the phones today. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. I know folks probably have a ton of pent-up aggression regarding this Dan Snyder stuff. We are going to continue the investigations into the ownership and if this team will ever get sold. And at the same time, we're going to cover the damn football team. Thank you, everybody. Listen, Grant and Danny coming your way next. If you made it this far, I owe you beer. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.